Welcome back to another episode of It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. In this episode, we're going to touch on the topic, Taming the Evil Within. Evil within, you say? I guess you're thinking that ah, there's no evil in me. I'm a child of God. That sort of thing can't, it doesn't exist in me. Well, let me begin by reading Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. This is the King James Version that I'm reading. It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This is what caught my attention. Because this is speaking of man of and of his condition. This scripture takes place before the flood. And the wickedness and the evil was continual. And it stems from the heart. See, the heart is the issue since the beginning of time. In one simple instruction God had given to Adam or Adam in the garden. Just one simple command. He said, don't eat from this tree. You can eat everything else in the garden except for this tree. You'd think he would have listened, right? And that's what got us into this present day situation. But what does it mean that the imaginations of his heart was evil continually? See, what I gather from this is that man, he knew how to do good. And he knew the difference between good and evil, between good and bad. First off, we have to understand what evil is. I looked up the definition in a secular dictionary. It's on dictionary.com. They have a pretty good handle on the definition. They define it this way. Evil as an adjective means the first definition is morally wrong or bad. Immoral, wicked, evil deeds, and evil life. The second definition is harmful, injurious, evil laws. But as a noun, it defines Evil as number one, that which is evil. Evil quality, intention or conduct to choose the lesser of two evils. Definition number two, the force in nature that governs and gives rise 
to wickedness and sin. And number three is the wicked or immoral part of someone or something. The evil in his nature has destroyed the good. Now, I was really surprised that in the dictionary, you would find that it speaks of sin in this context. But lo and behold, it's in there. Evil is nothing new. As we see, it existed from the beginning. It's what hurled Lucifer out of heaven. It's what made man fall. This is the real issue here. The real issue with evil is that it's a matter of the heart. It's not a weapon or a tool, but it's a matter of the heart. It has to do with the heart. You know, in prison, people are stabbed to death, sliced with razor blades, found hung in their cells, and weapons are prohibited in these institutions. So how does this happen? Genesis 6, 5, that's how. It all begins and ends in the heart. If the heart is evil, then so is the person. So then, in fact, that which comes out of a person is what defiles him makes a lot more sense. Since it all stems from the heart, we are given the roads to walk on. The road that leads to everlasting life and the other road that leads to destruction and everlasting damnation. Which road you choose is entirely up to you. You can't blame someone for picking the wrong path, although you can choose to learn from it and seek out the path that leads to life. In Torah, we see in Deuteronomy 30 verses 15 to 20 that Moses or Moshe presents us with two decisions when he says, see, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land where you going to possess it. But if thine heart turns away so that thou will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that you will surely perish and that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whether you pass it over the Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell 
in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov to give them. This is a perfect example of the decision that we are to make. We are given choices along with the consequences of those choices, whether good or bad, so that we can't say we went into this not knowing. There's no excuse for ignorance. There is no excuse for not knowing, especially when it's laid out plainly for you to see. And God does this because he is merciful and doesn't want any of us to perish. He offers us terms for peace. He gives us a chance to repent, a chance to escape the internal punishment that he has prepared for the devil and his angels. So then, how can we tame this evil within that is so embedded in our hearts? Doing the right thing comes with a cost. And for some, it's losing everything that they have worked so hard for. And for others, it means losing friends and loved ones. And some people crumble when this moment arises in their lives. There are two things that the popular consensus despises. A know-it-all and a goody-two-shoes. Especially if the knowledge you have sheds light on their darkness. Like Yeshua said in John chapter 3 verses 19 to 21. And this is the verdict. The light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than the light. Because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever practices the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen clearly that what he has done has been accomplished in God. Therefore, many people despise those who walk in the light because they don't want their wicked deeds exposed and the light that exists inside of you does just that. So how do we tame the evil within? That process to tame the evil is a long process and requires assistance on our part. And no one is born evil just like no one is born an angel. Good and bad are inside of us all. But wait a minute. Genesis 6, 5 says imaginings of our hearts is evil continually. So how can there be good inside of us? That leads us to better understand the spiritual battle that lies within each of us. Every time you want to do good, there's that subtle little voice inside of you that tries to entice you to do the opposite. And boom, you wind up doing the opposite. And if we are at all alike in the human and spiritual sense, the guilt will ride you into the ground. And now this doesn't happen to everyone, but some of us experience this. And it happens because of our spiritual state. In a state of weakness, it's much easier to fall into temptation, thereby committing sin. In a strong spiritual state, 
it's a little more difficult to fall because you've reached a point where you have dominated your flesh, where you have crucified the flesh and the lusts thereof. And prayer is a huge factor in taming the evil within. I remember when I first started praying, I would start to yawn and get tired. My mind would wander and I would find myself struggling to focus. Has this happened to you? This still happens sometimes to me when I'm praying. But the more we practice praying, the less that happens. And you'll find that you can focus a lot more. And then the time just seems to fly by. But taming the evil within is about crucifying the flesh in a spiritual sense. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These are the entities that control the evil around us. If we allow them, they will control the evil inclinations within us as well. It all depends if we allow them. It all depends if we don't fight back. We must fight back. And that's the key. We must persevere in this battle to reach the goal and receive our crown. Can anyone relate to this? I'm sure there are some of you who've gone through this. We're not alone. We are responsible for our families, for our brothers, for our neighbors, for the next man. We are our brother's keeper. You know, I was reading a news article and it, it, it just goes to show the evil that exists inside of us. This article I had read was on MSN News. Talked about a 16-year-old from Alabama who stabbed his mother and his twin brothers to death. Then he went to sleep, woke up, and went to school. The kid's name is Landon Hudson Durham. And the organization Law and Crime is naming him because he's being charged as an adult. He's being charged with capital murder for stabbing his mother and his younger twin brothers to death. His mother was 36 years old and his brothers were 13. According to the article, he killed them at home at 3 a.m. on Tuesday. This is what the police said, or the deputies over there. The investigators believe that he went back to bed afterwards and then later went to attend classes at his high school. I saw his picture and he seemed to be smiling in his mugshot. But this is an example of how evil humans can be. The kid went back to sleep. And then he went to school like nothing ever happened. He's only 16 years old. How could this happen, you ask? This happens when we stray away from God. 
when we allow the adversary to control us. This is cold-blooded murder. It was a decision that Landon took, a choice that he made. You know, we all have a decision to make and choices that are laid out before us. And it is by the choices that we make and the decision that we take that will determine if we will tame the evil within. Remember, we never do it alone. It was a word spoken by a wise man I once knew, a very humble man. Please, tune in next week when we touch on the topic of forgiveness. In closing, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us on It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Bravo Cologne. Until next time, God bless. May God richly bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his face to you and give you peace. Shalom.